0: Um, hey, welcome to The Little Guys, I'm Josh, and today I'm with Laundry the Band. Why don't you guys introduce yourselves? Hi,
1: we're Laundry the Band. <laughs> My name is <laughs> Riley, and I play the guitar. My name's Nick,
2: and I play the drums.
3: My name's Kiki, and I play the guitar. Uh,
2: Cal over here, and I play the bass, and we all write the songs. Uh, many of us sing the songs. A lot of crossover. We uh, we we're, we we're, we try to just do laundry, not necessarily laundry the band as well.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I'm here with laundry. <laughs> um, you said you, Cal. You said you guys all write the songs together.
2: Uh, together, sometimes more often than that, we write them. Uh, you know, on our lonesome, and then just kind of take them in and bring them together. You know, for each other's bits. But, uh, yeah, you know, we have, we have a couple songs that kind of originated just from practicing, like, jamming with each other. I do know that we all have a lot of ideas. So, like, when we do bring something to the band, like, we really do, um, we we each kind of have songs that are maybe our babies a little bit.
0: Right. Has that ever caused any, like, tension where someone's like, oh, we shouldn't play that song? And then one of the other four is like, but that's that's my baby. Like, I, I love mean, that one. Aside from the fist
1: fights, not really. But, um, no, I'm just kidding. No, I mean, <laughs> yeah, we um, like we have disputes, but we're uh, we're very amenable people, and we uh, we try not to get at each other's throats too much. We just mostly try to have like conversations about like what other people that aren't us would like the best, because we think that's what's the most important in the end. Right. Each other's music. Yeah. True.
3: Yeah, we never really have, like, I don't think we've ever had a dispute that was like, yeah, we shouldn't play that song, it's not good enough. I think, like, I think if there's any disputes, it's just, like, small or less personal things, like,
0: we whether, like we
3: should change the part a little bit, or, you know.
0: Right, uh, which is good. Um, I'm glad to hear that you guys aren't, like, hating each other. Um, what do you want from a band? <laughs> well, we've only been a band How for did you-
2: so you never know when we get into royalty disputes later on in our career.
0: It's probably going to come to blows a little more often. You're just waiting on to see who's going to, like, Yoko Ono, who. It's great. <laughs> um, how did you guys get together?
1: Oh, all right. I'm going to tell the laundry room story. Um, so we all go to the University of Oregon, and we uh, we lived in the Spiller Dormitories, um, which is, like, just this section of one of the dorm halls where um, like basically all the music students lived, uh, during our freshman year. And so we all lived there. And like during the first week, um, like we didn't have access to the practice rooms, So one night we all just went down to the laundry room and we were like jamming. And honestly it was like, a, not the spiciest jam you've ever heard in your life. Like, you know, <laughs> uh, like we were young and we were just like messing around and, um, Yeah, but we all stayed down there, the four of us, till, like, 2 a.m. And uh, at that point, like, everybody else had left and, like, was bored of it. And we were just the ones that were left that were, like, I don't know, kind of, like, interested enough in music to kind of stick it out, I guess. So we were like, let's make
0: a band. So is that why you guys are named Laundry? Yes, that is why we're named Laundry.
2: Yeah, we went through a lot of, like, iterations of, like, Laundry-related titles, uh, it's going to be laundry room lounge at yeah. one point. And then it was like tumbled dry. And <laughs> like, then we were just like, you know what, guys? Like laundry. Let's just make it laundry. And, and you know, like that's like the best we could come up with. And I, I think it's, it's been kinda- good.
1: We have a, a bit of a rivalry with uh, drummer of Primus, Tim Alexander's band from 1993, who is also called Laundry. Um, so we try to best him a little bit uh, <laughs> as best we can. They're not even playing anymore or at least as far as we know. No, nah, dude, they, they had a new single. Like it's there's they're, they're popping off, dude. What? Granted, it was like uh 3 minutes of white noise, but they I mean, they still put it out. So.
2: There's another one that's <laughs> very experimental.
1: Basically.
0: Right. So you, the three of you are fighting to be the best laundry then. The four of us the four, right, us. the four
1: of us. We're all engaged in this battle together.
0: The, oh, I mean like the three different laundry bands. Oh, you <laughs> <we go> <laughs> Oh, I hate to break it to you, but there are more than three different laundry bands. <laughs> oh no! In the air, to, uh, yeah. We should be
2: hiding that, but there are a lot of laundry the bands out there in the world.
1: My friend messaged me this year, and they're like, "Oh my god, you guys are playing Camp Flognaw, And we're like, "No, nah, that's Laundry Day."
0: So. <laughs> I'm gonna do a season of my show where I just interview bands named Laundry.
1: <laughs> right. yeah, I think that'd probably be good press for all of us. So, you know, one for all, all for us, as far as laundry's concerned.
0: Right. If one laundry makes it, then all all of you make it, yeah. (laughs) Um, But you guys just got done touring this past winter. Um, What's it like being, like, settled again?
2: uh, It's gotten to the point now, like, it's been... We've been settled for a long enough time that we kind of just want to go back out and tour again. Um, The thing is, like, we haven't really had any crazy, uh, like bad road stories necessarily. Like, we've had a lot of crazy road stories, but they are always wood. usually pretty fun and pretty enjoyable. Um, and so because of that, I think that we're all just itching to go tour, like, like after the month we've been back, and so I think that's kind of how we are right now. Um, I mean, it's it definitely is nice to, like, come back and just, like, have the things that you don't necessarily have on the road when you're, like, up there roughing it, but... I mean, there's something about like just like leaving everything behind and getting on the road with your with your three best pals and you know like just like leaving
1: everything behind you and just just
2: hit you know just like doing it for for a week or two weeks.
1: Yeah, I didn't really get tired honestly. Like I was well, I did get sick, but like I didn't want to go home at any point. Like I, I would have very happily just kept going. And that's kind of what we're planning to do this summer. Um, we're working out the details on our first national tour, so we're going to be going like all through the southwest like up through sea like all the way through like boston and new york and then cutting back through the midwest so gonna be an adventure
0: are you nervous at all
1: nah not really i mean i don't know maybe i should be (laughs) (laughs)
3: like i mean i get anxious about like i get i mean if anything i'm like worried about the car like i'm not worried about us really. I worry about the van and I worry about like some terrible freak accident in us. Like, I, no, it doesn't really, I don't worry about that like excessively.
1: I um, you're also worried about your back.
3: I'm worried about my back. That's true. Your back. Yeah.
1: Her back's a barking. <laughs> no, that's good. That's <laughs> a good backstory, Kiki. <laughs> <out>. Hey,
3: <laughs> Yeah, I have sciatica. Very interesting. <laughs> <laughs>
2: For all the listeners out there. Yeah. Um no, spread sciatica awareness. <laughs>
0: right. <a> yeah.
1: <laughs> anyway,
0: um, when do you guys uh, do you know when you're going to start out on this new tour?
3: June fourteenth, 14th, eighteenth,
0: yeah. 14th, eighteen. Right when we get out of
1: uh, spring tour first day. So oh, that's right. But we're going to play a show in Portland while he does that. So
0: <laughs>
2: yep, Yeah, in Portland and then hitting the road for real. Nice. We have a lot of family back.
1: We like to go. And my family doesn't live there, but I just get to eat all of their family's snacks and stuff. That's the benefit. So it's, yeah. It's, for sure.
0: Um, now you mentioned uh, that you don't have any crazy road stories yet. Are you kind of looking forward to that?
2: Well, oh, no, 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 we have crazy road stories. It's just that none of them are negative. Um,
0: oh like,
2: yeah. Like we do have some, some pretty good times uh, from this, this last tour. And then also the tour that we had last summer, um, those are like our like our longest like most extensive tours, uh, and we do definitely do have some pretty crazy stories. But it's just like nothing that like has been like not no like van troubles or like personal problems or anything like that. Um, We're very we've been tour very spoiled.
0: Though. Yeah. <laughs> so if the van does break down this next time, you'll be out in out in water.
3: <laughs> Wait, sorry, what?
0: I think I cut out. Oh, you're breaking up a tiny bit. Oh, um, it was a bad joke. We're just gonna move. We're gonna move. Okay. <laughs> 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 that was God. Not really, um, <laughs> Do you guys want to share any of your um not negative but still crazy road stories?
3: Honestly, okay. Before anyone tries to come up with a crazy, I don't think we have any good. Like, we have like cr- like awesome experiences we've had, but like, can any of you guys think of like,
1: dude, the magic stories?
0: Boss.
3: It's okay, like as a story.
0: Magic bus. I
3: think
0: he wants to hear the magic
3: bus. It's not I that.
0: do. I I also want to fill an hour. So as many well, stories as you have. People just are
2: very nice to the band that's in town. We've realized, like they let us crash in their couches and living rooms, and sometimes like they're really nice, like magic, quote unquote, magic bus in their front yard. <laughs> I just, feel like I should just
1: tell the Magic Bus story now. Like, it's just
2: a guy in Canada who let us sleep in his enormous, his fancy bus. tour bus, and it was
1: called the Magic Bus. Like, our original plan was to camp, and then he came up to me after the show, and he's like, don't camp around here, there's bears. And then we, uh, he was like, you can sleep in my Magic Bus. And then we went to his house, but it sounded kind of sketchy. Turned out to be just like a super nice RV, and he sent us to this blues bar. It was just a good time. Yeah, yeah he
3: was a very sweet guy. This
1: was in Canada, by the way.
2: Yeah. We right. We're in Kelowna, Canada. Laundry Hearts Canada. It's beautiful
0: there. This this laundry band Hearts Canada. We gotta make it specific. I'm sorry. Laundry, uh, <laughs> um Are you ever worried about not worried about, but um when you first started like crashing on people's couches and stuff, um, was that just like a gut reaction? Just like, Hey, this guy invited me to his magic bus somewhere further into Canada, that's fine. We are privileged to be.
3: Uh, I'm gonna interject. Go for no. it. <laughs> I, when my first thought, when what was Glen asked, like, I, okay, so if it's like a bunch of young people and it's crashing on their couch, I don't have any worries. Like, there's no, but like, definitely that time, like we discussed it, I was kind of like, I don't know, I'm like hesitant. Dude,
2: it's not we, even true. I was the one that was most sketched out about it. That's I'm true. I think we we're all three. No, okay. So you can't see us, but what's what's a factor is that two of us are like big, tall dudes, and so I guess three that's of you guys, three or like three of us are, dudes <laughs> are very big, tall. Wait, there's dudes. not five of us. Oh wait, okay. It's just like I don't know. So some of us are privileged with being not very uh, often attacked demographics. According. Kidnappable yeah i mean
1: i guess that's kind of a dark way to put it or think about it (laughs) so i i hope i mean i always have those concerns and i want to stay aware of them but at the same time like i don't want to live life paralyzed in fear and like in certain particular situations like that one it was like if we really were going to camp in the middle of canada or like take a leap of faith with this guy like i don't know like i i mean once we got there too it wasn't nearly as sketchy as like When it was initially, yeah,
3: I mean, there was honestly, I was like, I was a little bit worried because, not because of like the idea of sleeping with like these three guys in the magic bus, because (laughs) honestly, like I feel safe. (laughs) But he'd said something like, like we were, the three of them were going to be in the magic bus. He was like, oh, and you can like be in this room in my house. And I was like, no, absolutely not. I'm not sleeping alone in that house, not with the rest of the band. So. I think
1: it was, like, when he said it, it was, like, a gesture of, like... It
3: was supposed to be kind.
1: Like, he was supposed to have his... Pri- or, like, she could have privacy, but, yeah.
3: No, I felt way more safe with the rest of them.
1: Yeah. And we soon learned that this guy
2: was actually really nice. And he was very kind-hearted. To clarify. And really helped us out. Oh,
3: but... he was absolutely not ill-intentioned at all.
2: No, he was, he was yeah. a great guy. And great like, guy. The next morning, we got to meet his wife, and we got to meet their dog, and... It was it was just a beautiful experience, and I, we're we're very grateful for that guy in Kelowna. He was yeah. he was uh, truly wonderful.
1: And I'm not gonna say that there aren't like bad people in Canada, but like there are definitely way fewer of them than there are like in in the states. It, at least it seemed like just based on our socialization. Well,
3: and so. maybe we're like I mean we're probably naive, but like I just don't feel scared because there's three of us and we're really tight. I mean, there's four. Of us. <laughs> there's three other people, person. Oh my gosh! You like, yourself. Yeah, we
1: are kind of a mob. Like, <laughs> I, <feel> like-
3: <laughs> I just like I feel pretty like this is so cheesy, but I feel pretty invincible like as Aww. a unit.
2: <laughs> All of us are over five ten. Uh, <laughs> two of us are over six three, so we're we're very large. We're a very tall band, and I'm sure that we're. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure that we 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 put off the, an aura of like a don't don't mess with us.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure that's our aura. <laughs> of voices that are very serious-looking people. Yeah, actually, three of us are um, uh, way over three hundred pounds and uh, like totally uh, muscly and tattooed. Yeah, and we're lean,
0: a, Yeah, proficient <laughs> in We're um, basically a dude, biker I, gang.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, that was kind of a tangent. No, and that was
2: mostly lies, too, actually. That's not what we look like. We we just look like...
1: We're
3: tall and lengthy. Portland indie
1: kids, yeah. I think.
0: Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, is that common for, like, you finish a set, and then someone just comes up to you, and they're like, hey, crash at my place if you need to? On tour, absolutely.
1: Well, that's... I absolute. mean, sometimes we ask. Sometimes they're like, hey, could we crash somewhere? Uh, <laughs> People usually do. Yeah, we
2: don't really have any shame, uh, especially <laughs> especially on this last tour. Uh, we would let's just ask like in the middle or like right after our set was over, and just be like, "Hey, like we could camp, but we're wondering if there's like anybody who like has a place to stay." And like there was, we lucked out the two times that we like needed a place to stay uh, when we were in Canada and like Northern Washington, and people really helped us out there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just like the community of people that we have been able to play with. Uh, like, in these past couple of tours have just been so, like, inviting and, like, just, like, very kind-hearted people Um, that, I mean, we've all just been, like, so grateful that they've, like, helped us out in that that sense. And I think that that has probably contributed to why we have no, like, horror stories or anything like that. It's because we've just been, we got, got, like, really lucky with these people that we've been able to play with and people who have come out and seen our shows. Yeah, the quality of tour I found just like, it's very affected by who your local contact in the place is, like who their friends are, what the scene you're going to be in for one night is like. And honestly, I mean, Riley's the guy who books our tours, so props to him. But like, he just kind of plops us in the middle of some very cool DIY music scenes up and down the West Coast.
1: Sometimes I do. I mean, I'm not going to lie, there's been some flop dates too, so like, you know, I really appreciate it. That these guys like stick those out because I think that's a really important thing too. Is like, you know, it's not all just like fun giant shows. Like, there's definitely nights when like people don't show out or whatever. And like, I think that playing through that and like not being discouraged is a huge part of like this experience. And
0: you know, yeah, for sure. You need, you need um, the negative to balance out um, your positive, or else when something truly bad happens, it's the worst thing that could ever happen. I agree with that.
2: Right. I mean, also, like, like you know, like, in the grand scheme of things, like, we are still a relatively new band. And I think that, like, in Eugene, we maybe have paid our dues at, like, some of the lesser venues. But, like, on on the road, like, there are still many dues to be paid, I think. So, I mean, yeah, like, every once in a while, if there's a show that, like, Isn't quite what we had expected or anything. Like I usually just try to look on the positive, and like just realize that like, hey, like you know, I'm on the road doing what I love, and it's just bound to happen at some point. Like nothing really we can can really do about it. The other thing is
1: it's always getting better too. You know, like I'm getting better at booking the tours. Like we're gaining a little more traction, Um, and so you know, nothing, nothing is forever. Maybe someday we can just have that tour where it's just like. Festivals and fun the whole way, but like I really I kind of bask in the griminess of the the van life and just like not knowing exactly where you're headed. Like it's kind of fun, you know. It wouldn't be the same experience for sure if it was like super structured and like you know we were just hanging out in green rooms or whatever. That being said, eventually we do want that,
2: <laughs> <laughs> like a bowl full of only Red MMs at every stop or whatever,
1: something fun like. That. Calvos, that's for sure. He loves red M and M's. Let isn't the record that, show. That, it's just a for instance.
3: A, wait, isn't that like a record? Who who wanted that? I don't Van know. Van, Van Halen. Van Halen. Mm-hmm. It was only it was, green it ones. It was green
1: ones, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Anyways, some
0: rock. Yeah, on. but Van Halen did it because they didn't. They used to not set up their own pyrotechnics, and so they were like, if they don't put the M and M's, then they're not reading the full contract.
2: Right. Oh. So Someone oh. will die. <laughs> yeah that's yeah. a pretty common thing for like writers and just yeah. like things that's really in that sense. that's that
1: is good trivia yeah
0: <clears throat> yeah uh, it's just a thing that like people kept like it's it's like a good joke to do where they're like i only want dinosaur nuggets in my room and i was always like why do people do that so i, I spent a day googling um but that. if you get pyrotechnics get uh red uh, but you talked about paying your dues um you guys are kind of on the rise right now did you expect to be growing at the rate you are that's a great question
2: okay on I three know. let's say our answer one two three Absolutely yes not. You thought? You? This, nick? okay for the record we all said no but our drummer nick said yes
0: so explain <laughs> let's let's start with nick and then we'll go around <laughs> all right uh how could you possibly have believed in us nick
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh for the record sorry
2: just for some context nick's like a pro like he's played with a jazz band across like europe he's been doing this for a long time like he's the jazz school guy he's easily our
1: best musical asset
2: Nick the Click, we call him, or is it Nick the Click? Oh, all right, take it away, Nick.
3: Take it away. Okay,
2: uh, when I first met these people, um, (laughs) (laughs) I could see a very interesting pool of influence and uh, talent from each of them. And I knew in my heart of hearts that if we were to join forces and eventually Really narrow down our sound to something that is accessible and uh, really grooves hard. Then I I knew it was it was going to be possible for us to get some kind of traction. Um, I'd like I'd like to re- revise my statement. Yes, I, I I think I thought we were going to gain some kind of traction. I didn't think it was going to be this much. And I, I mean I now it's just like I I don't know what's in store for us. You know like. Like when we we have some like big stuff coming up, and like who knows what could happen after that? So, like maybe I didn't think we were going to get like this large, but i or like uh, like have like this much trajectory and like momentum, but I knew that there was definitely something in like something to be said for like just like the direction we're heading, like event like eventually we were going to start in the in this way, so I think it was just a matter of time before we finally just like really zeroed in on how we want our sounds to be and uh and how we could present that in in a in a way that is that means that means something to somebody somewhere
3: that's
2: so sweet oh yeah it it means a lot to me nick that you did choose to be in a band with us slash me back two year two and a half years ago all because, of our
1: stupid blues scales, dude. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, we were just on <laughs> okay, a, it's a it's lower blues. level. We were on a lower level than Nick, myself, yeah. definitely, just musically. No, really. I mean, like, we've all come a long way, honestly. But um, yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't have wanted to stick this out with anyone else. Like,
3: absolutely. I mm-hmm. feel like I might be. I hope this doesn't come off wrong, but I feel like I might be on the furthest end of the spectrum of having not expected, just like it to have not even like as far as whether people follow us or like us but just as far as how well it is going, like our dynamic, I didn't, like, I really, I mean, when I like first, when we first started jamming, it was kind of, I like thought of it as a placeholder. Honestly, I was like, this like, I like just play guitar. And I wasn't like, I never considered that I was going to like write songs and actually like bring them to the table. Um, but I don't know something about them. It just sort of stuck.
2: Yeah,
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad it did though.
2: Something also to be said that I that I found about it amazingly quick is uh, the the way that we were like handling getting our first shows and like getting all of our social media set up and everything in that realm of publicity uh, was was really directed and I think that and like focused like there, there's never been a point where anything that we've done or like put out online has been like uh, ha- has like not meant something or or was or like wasn't very consistent like we've consistently been putting things out and i I, and just like posts and like dates for shows and like i really think that since like we have like this constant grind that's been inspiring i think totally totally me yeah and also
1: like um i feel like we just had so much free free time back then like because we were just living in the dorms like i didn't have a job at least i was just taking like hundred level classes and like um, I'm kind of the only one in the band that's not from Portland and like uh, so i didn't I don't know I'm just from a small town instead of like a big city and this is kind of like the middle I guess so I don't know when I moved here I like really was directed and I just like I, music had always been my dream and I just like I guess i I had no idea that this was in store for us like that we could take it so far because like lots of people have worked easily as hard as us and not found their audience, I guess. So I feel really lucky about it. And, yeah. but at the same time, like, I really do feel like we've, we've put in the time and like, and we've, you know, sent like all the emails to get the gigs and just like, you know, Kiki's dad has helped us so much as our producer, uh, Edwin at Echo Hill studios. And, um, yeah. So it's just, it's really all just kind of come together, I guess.
0: Do you think that, um, this like positive connection you guys have together and the fact that you started out just as a way to have fun making music is what's helped you grow? Say that again? Do you think y'all's like positive connection to each other and the fact that you started making music uh, just as a way to have fun is what's helped you grow?
2: Oh yeah, definitely. Uh... So in, in the dorms, like we would spend a lot of time just hanging out listen, number one, like listening to music and also just like jamming in like an acoustic setting. And like, I think that we've become such good friends. And obviously now we do things and we, like, since living in the dorms, we've done things that don't necessarily revolve around music. But I think the connection that we have through music has also made had let us become such good friends. And I think that in doing so, it's made us produce better music
3: also just like there's this like this band is so democratic like we've i've not just like i don't know it's had it's just so like uniquely like there's three of us there's four of us who write songs three of us who write like a lot of songs all the time um and like sometimes we like we have to make decisions that like aren't necessarily like what individually we would have chosen to make but like are kind of the right decisions to like keep everything friendly and going well and working and so it's just like i don't know it's just it's like a it's it's a very it's there's like not one leader in this band or like one creative powerhouse it's like a very it's
1: a very evil dynamic like yeah, we're all putting. i guess that's
3: in- not what you were asking but you know
2: i i find basically yeah. what i think keeps things going is like So, yeah, it's basically democratic when we have, like, I don't know, anything, like, large or small about a song, like, say we want to do one chord or another, like, the band will basically more, yeah, more or less vote on it in a certain sense, and I, not that it always comes out the way I want, um, but I have faith that overall it averages out to the band majority equals what's best for the band.
3: Well, and that's just, like, it's just not i feel like that's pretty it's kind of unique because like people who write songs just artists in general i think we're often like a bit of a crotchety bunch like (laughs) we want things to go our way so like i think most bands like there's one person who makes the decisions and everyone's okay with that because that's like they're in that role it's, it's the role that they like expect and want
1: yeah, we and just we laundry... kind of
3: all ha- want that role, but... That's it. <laughs> and that's awesome. I feel
1: like we're getting strangely political
2: right <laughs> <Yeah. now. laughs> No, 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 that's totally, that's totally accurate. Like, obviously, I always want everybody in the band to play exactly what I picture them playing.
1: Yeah. And I, the same would be said of every single yeah, one of, of us want. Sure. all of yeah. us want a vision, and there's times we agree on it and love it, and there's times we disagree on it. But at the same time, I feel like the um the process of working through the disagreements is like has been a large part at least of my maturing just like from a young adult at 18 to like being 20 where we are now like i just feel like it's a time where a lot changes in life or at least it has for me and like we've kind of navigated the friendships at the same time as the uh music and in that way, it's kind of symbolic of this in a lot of senses, and I guess you know our music doesn't carry all that weight to everybody else, but at least in my mind, like it's representative of of something, like just like you know. so. It's it's just interesting because it it becomes a symbol of something beyond like our. I
3: mean, it's the most important thing in each of our lives, and we happen to be like the ones that we're like doing like we're embarking on this with so it's i don't know
0: yeah I think, I, uh, I think that's a good place to take a break do you guys want to introduce your song yes
1: uh this is lonely mess by affirmation
3: lunch by lunch. By by lunch. Lunch.
1: By lunch.
3: this is on our
2: second album affirmation it's our second album and by the time this comes out maybe there will be a third album or maybe there will be a third album soon anyways lonely mess i hope you enjoy listeners (laughs) of little guy Let me down
0: They just heard "Lonely Mess" on the album "Affirmation." What would you guys say to the people who are like, "Oh, I really like this song."
3: Well, thank you. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks.
0: Hope you liked it. (laughs) Uh,
2: We appreciate it. Uh, We really like playing it at shows.
0: Come to one soon. Come to one soon, please. Please give us money. Yes. Who (laughs) wrote which one of of the four of you wrote "Lonely Mess"? It was
2: Cal. Well, well. Cal wrote the lyrics
1: and. Uh, Cal wrote it. Cal wrote it, bro. It, bro. <laughs> yeah. This is Cal. Cal brought this one to the table, and then we had our way with it. Yeah, yeah Cal that's, wrote. I, I think
3: Cal is the songwriter
0: of
2: this song. Yeah. 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 I mean, they all come out as laundry songs, which like is this intangible thing. It's this machine that you put songs through, and they come out the other end a laundry song. <laughs> yes, that that is something I can agree. But with. But I was I was. Indeed, the one who fed it into the, the machine—it machine. <laughs> was the
1: piece of clothing before it was mangled. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, awesome. God, well, us say about it.
3: Wait, what were you? Well, you should ask a question yeah. first. Sorry, we talk a lot.
0: No, you're good. I like it when my guests <laughs> talk.
3: Uh,
0: unpo- it's a popular thing people like on the show is when you guys talk. Um, but yeah, what made you want to write uh, the song, Cal? <laughs> <laughs> You know
2: <laughs> It's just I just get so lonely.
1: <laughs> oh no.
2: I I don't know. I, I, I suppose it's just uh a, it just it is what it is. I don't know. <laughs> I guess it's kind of like an intangible feeling like being both bored and messy <laughs> at yeah. the same time. <laughs> you, get so, you get so lonely and I thought to myself, I should write a song about this. Do you think that you wanted it to be uh, a, like, like a pop song? Did you think, you think that was what you kind of had an idea of? A pop song? To, yeah. Yo, yes, I absolutely wanted it to be a pop song. It was written as a pop song. I think it came out that way. I like pop, I'm the pop guy in the band. I always- I like pop. <laughs> Cal is kind of the pop guy. I feel like right. I am the one who always <laughs> Has the inclination to do things In a more pop Direction Which is I'm glad to be in a band with three people Who temper that because if I had my way all the time We would be uninteresting But they um, Yeah I love
1: the Beach Boys
2: I'm a big fan of Major chords And three chord songs Sort of verse chorus Kind of thing with a big hook sometimes if the hook is the name of the song uh, also works something people can kind of latch on to sing along with so lonely mess is a fun one because you say lonely mess a bunch of times <laughs> sort of with different tones of voice and you can uh, and re- also anyone that's
1: heard the first half of the song will be able to sing along to the second half exactly it's just lonely mess you know <laughs> that's like the mess. beauty of it it's like catchy and like at our shows at least like it, it helps with the energy I think
2: I think everyone can also probably relate to the intangible emotion of, oh, I'm a lonely mess. (laughs) Like, it's so vague, but everyone gets that. Like, or at least everyone, I don't know. Maybe it's just a Eugene thing. Yeah, this is
1: actually something interesting, because, like, um, I was hearing this study the other day about how, like, music is changing because we're starting to consume it more on our own than in group settings. Like, back in the day, when they just had, like, turntables and gramophones, like, music was a group activity. Like, everybody was always involved in it. And therefore, the songs that really sold were ones that you'd listen to with your friends out of your speakers or whatever. But now, like, it's what you're putting in your AirPods or whatever. Like, the, I don't know. It's just really strange. Like, the, our community has just changed so much. And, like, with streaming and everything, like, I think the loneliness is a big part of existing uh, in this day and age. Like we are all kind of alone to some extent, you know, and we kind right. of try to be that way. Cause it's like, there's no ad block on the world. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Um, when this song was brought like to the table, were any of you guys like concerned? Cause I know the first time I heard it, like, my, like, mom instincts kicked off, and I was like, someone needs to give this kid a hug. Like, this whole band needs to be hugged. <laughs> no, we're not worried
3: about Cal. Cal's
0: fine. Yeah, Cal's okay. I don't I mean, want to... Let's not pro dive pro. too deep into that yeah. song. It's really
2: just a pop hook. It's just, hook. A, po- yeah, it's just we- a pop hook. <laughs> <of Cal. laughs>
3: really
2: no, I'll no pull back. Don't worry. <laughs> no one look past
1: this, please. No, we Cal's fine. Don't worry. No,
2: we're yeah. all... We're okay. We're doing okay. Um, Let's see. We're recording this, and it's... February. No, it's January. Yep. It's January. Right now it's late January. Um, It's been winter for a long time. It gets dark really early now, and I'm sure... Oh, you live in uh,
1: Mr. Orlando over here. (laughs) (laughs) But... uh, Up here in the north, it gets dark and rainy all the time. Yeah. I'm
2: sure I wrote this song in the winter when it was dark and rainy at four
0: at some point. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, um, you mentioned earlier, and I was going to ask about it. Um, you guys are working on a new album. You open to talk about it? Indeed. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. Okay. You guys Well, if it's going to come out.
0: If this is coming out in April.
1: We should spill the title. Let's spill
3: the beans. Okay. Okay. It's Ooh.
0: called Fast Cars. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, what do you think? <laughs> I I like the title. I think. Um, I think a title of an album or an EP should be representative of the works within it. So I'm excited to see if it matches when it comes out.
3: Well, it is. um, I think it's a little bit more, it's a little less eclectic, I think than affirmation. That one was a little more like you can very much point out, okay, that is like a Cal song. That is a Riley song. That is a like Nick song, Riley combination. That's a Kiki song, but this one's a little more, I feel like we've sort of, uh, we've sort of, like settled a little more on a coherent sound um although we still three of us all sing
1: yeah but we're doing a lot more harmonies now like that's been our big move i think really with this album it's just like adding that extra layer with like vocal harmonies and like in the beginning we were all pretty uh like new to singing like we were primarily instrumentalists i think all of us um
3: i did not sing.
1: yeah so like we've we finally gotten comfortable enough that we can like do some layers and feel uh, okay about it. Um, and that's something that's taken a lot of practice, but I think uh, on the album, it really turned out well. Like, I, I'm proud of it.
0: And this will be three albums in three years. Um, what's oh got my- you guys working at such a breakneck pace?
3: Oh, well, the first one was so the first one was like very early laundry. That was mostly when Cal was like the main, it was mostly Cal songs. There was a Riley song or two. Um, I didn't write songs at all, and I was like, "I'm not going to write songs. That's not what I do." Um, and like, the songs were great, but they were—they're, uh, you know, they were like, they we, we were young. Yeah, tallies, we were we were
2: really throwing stuff at the wall. In I the said they
3: were great because, like,
1: I mean, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're green, really like, great. <laughs> <laughs> Um They're very eclectic, and they were thrown together very quick because our priority then. Was like we wanted to get shows, you know. Yeah. We were in the dorms, like practicing, and we just wanted to get out there and like play. Well, honestly, some of they these were stick- less
3: eclectic in a way, like because this- they were more unified. Like they were more like they were. It was mostly Cal songs, but like they were also like I don't know. We just threw them together really quickly. Like and he had it was a- like
1: we wanted to play shows. Is yeah. what I was gonna say because that was just our big priority back then, and I'm glad it was because we really made our foundation in Eugene and just like
3: it was just sloppy too. Like some of the, good, yeah,
1: but yeah. this is Y'all, I can <laughs> oh, definitely speak for
2: the band when I say that every song we like, or, I, you know, every song we create, we like more than a lot. Maybe not literally, but we always like our newest stuff more. I always feel like we're moving forward. Ergo, dot, dot, yeah. dot, the laundry is our oldest stuff. So looking yeah. back on that, it just feels like we were very young. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I too. I, 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 that's exact, exactly how I feel. Uh, I feel like, uh, over time, like they were, like they were saying, like we definitely did get more of like a um, a streamlined kind of kind of sound. Uh, that we would like when we would like write for Laundry, that's how it ends up. Uh, but like when, when we were in the quandary, it was like a lot more uh, of our that just name, of, yeah. of our own <laughs> ideas. Like the person who wrote the song would usually <laughs> just like give it to the band, and then we'd be like, okay, like funk <laughs> funk song and then we like make it into a like it's that's that's why that album sounds so funky i think um,
3: it, yeah. It, yeah 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 anyway so the quandary was
2: recorded in like a day yeah we recorded it in six hours six hours and
3: it sounds like it too it's, <laughs> can, it's
2: basically <laughs> a live <lila. laughs> It was recorded in six hours. Our, our <laughs> album after that, Affirmation, was recorded over the course of many days. Yeah, like mixed, seven days, I think. Mixed by Edwin Prossian. That's my dad. Whom we love so
1: much, all of us. So much. If you have a band and you want to record them, you should send them there. <laughs> but I don't want to bombard him. <laughs> <laughs> it's all
2: good. Echo Hill. Very... Very good at what yeah, he does. I'm sure all these
1: bands in Orlando are going to fly. But... <laughs> <laughs>
0: anyway. But uh, yeah, so. once, once we got that. Sorry? i oh, I hope so. Oh, Continue. Sorry. Oh, I was just saying, like, I want people to go to other people because of the show. That's the goal. Like, to have two guests be like, oh, I like that that guy talked. Like, I liked your episode of the show. I'm working on this. And then they just, like, make a project together. I think I would die. And I'd be like, I did it. Yeah, that
3: would be- awesome. I like the sound of your voice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> thank you. Um, Actually, so I did a podcast before this. It was like a comedy movie podcast. Um, you can't find it on the internet anymore. Thank God. But the only comment we'd ever gotten from someone that wasn't like someone we already knew, like me and my friend uh, Paul that were doing it, was this stranger on the internet who was like, don't I I just want to hear that guy's voice and I was uncomfortable for like three days
3: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry did I make you uh, Did I oh. memories?
0: no you're fine I think it's really funny um because like what they don't know is about like a Tim Burton character come to life so it's just like a whole thing <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey uh so I we, I have this question for you what are your favorite podcasts as a podcast maker
0: oh man um so there's like, for, in my brain, there's two kinds of podcasts. There's comedy and then all the other ones. So Tiny Meat Gang with Cody Ko and Noah Miller. It's probably my favorite comedy podcast as well as podcasts about outside. But when it comes to like the more interview based or like intellectual ones, it's got to be Terrible Thanks for Asking by Nora McInerney and uh, Malcolm Gladwell's Revisionist History. Oh, I love that one. Big Malcolm yeah. Gladwell fan. Me too, man. Um, which I was going to bring it up. It sounds like you guys are trying to hit your 10,000 working together so often? Is that like a planned goal or just because you love doing it so much?
3: What? Hit or what? You I had a to... little 10,000 oh, 10, hours. hours. Oh, 10,000 right. hours. Nice I am segway. far
1: from 10,000 hours of doing anything. I, I calculated <laughs> it when I was in high school and I had like maybe over 2,000 playing guitar. So like, I think that if anything, I'm probably in five right now. And like, I don't know. I mean, when it comes to something like music, I feel like it isn't quite as competitive as like some other skills that uh, people spend that much time doing. Like, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say. I feel like the 10,000 hours thing is weird. Cause it's like people learn in such different ways. You know? That's true. I, I don't know. I just love doing it and I spend a lot of time on it. Cause it's something I like.
3: I think like music is less about sort of expertise and it is often about like intangible, like, you know, just
1: feeling it's yeah.
3: art and, Creativity, but not that you shouldn't be good.
1: <laughs> it's just that it's much more just subjective definition of good. We have right. varying levels
2: still, even today, we have varying levels of definitely musicality, of proficiency and yeah. yeah, musicality in the band. Uh, for example, I it's like not like I'm the world's greatest bass player or anything, but I like to think, I have the feeling in my heart that even the best players in laundry still respect me.
1: He's restrained. <laughs> I mean, and that's what I value is because, like...
3: I think Cal is an excellent base player. He's very tight. Actually, okay. Cal, you shouldn't put your... Like, he... Every time we record with my dad, my dad's always like, Cal is, has the best time other than Nick in the band. So don't sell yourself short.
2: We think we care a lot about what, what Edwin Frostian thinks. Yeah. We hold him
0: in very high regard. Right. <laughs> well, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have reached out to strangers on the internet if I didn't think you guys were good at that same time. You know what right. I mean? Oh, thanks. How did
1: you uh, like come to find out about us, by the
0: way? Um, yeah, so I spend a lot of time looking for different artists, but I also have this very good friend, Barbara, who has like the exact same taste in music as I do. And we're both hipsters, so we'll just like, go and look for small bands. And she sent me Lonely Mess, I believe, so cool and then, yeah when i started doing um emails for interviews for this new season of episodes i just went through the, some of the playlists that her and i had made and just like looked for people that i thought were cool and would come to a show that has like 30 followers um <laughs> and we're all yeah 30 people was funny to us
1: like we uh we were still in the point of our uh existence where we'll pretty much do anything and everything because we're just like oh
3: yeah we're little guys
1: yeah dude like where you go <laughs> ass you know what i mean <laughs> but
0: i'm sorry you cut out
1: oh sorry i wasn't saying anything important really
0: no you're good <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, we're little guys for sure i mean we're we we just got done with like midterms and shit like we don't have anything better you know i mean we 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 love this this is this, this is awesome for us like this makes us feel uh you know, not to gush. You're making us feel cool over here. We're blushing.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: thank you. Is um, there
1: a pretty substantial music community uh, in Orlando as far as, like, DIY spaces? Because, um, like, up here, there's a really, like, kind of vibrant musical community of, like, people our age that are, like, kind of just playing to each other out of their houses and, like, people just finding out about them through, like, parties, basically.
0: Um, I've been to a couple like small band shows. Uh, there's a big punk scene here. Uh, cool. I'm from Atlanta, and I'm only here for school. I know in Atlanta there's a big music scene, but as for Orlando, it really seems like people like punk and garage rock, which is cool though. That's right. Yeah. Um, I've seen a lot of like, I've I've been lucky enough to see like one or two bands play, and then a couple months later they have like thousands and thousands of more followers, and I'm like, oh, they're doing it! I get so excited. Yeah, right um but orlando pretty much is like there's like a big literary scene um and then other than that i'm not sure because i spend most of my time at school trying not to drop First
3: out you writing major right
0: yeah that that also plays into it like jack kerouac his house is not far from or one of the houses he lived in in his life and they have like a like an artist refuge there a writer's refu- a writer's retreat so you get to stay there for three months out of the year if you're chosen by this like panel of people. And then when you're gone, when you're done, they throw like a goodbye party for you, and you go and you read your work, uh, which is pretty dope. Well, yeah, that's a unique form of expression. Yeah. Um, all of that to say, yes, there is a DIY community here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so, big question, very important question for each of you. What are your desert island bands?
1: Ooh, we've had this conversation once before, but I think we might have revised our answers by now. Well, we, get, we, get, we get
3: individual ones, right? I don't want to be stuck with you guys.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. none of us want to be stuck with each other as Desert <laughs> Island bands, or, or really with each other on a desert island, <laughs> honestly. We're, uh, we're, not, we're not a savvy enough bunch to get through that. No, I, I, would, I would be stranded with you guys on a
0: desert island. Yeah, That's yeah. kind of what touring is, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> let's say three. You'll get three bands. All
1: right, let's go in a circle. Three each. Okay. Cal, you start. I feel like you've made
2: it. Okay. Uh, No, but I can go fast. I'm gonna go with the Beatles because I'm basic, and the Beach Boys because I'm still basic. I love the Beatles and the Beach Boys. Then I'm gonna go take a sharp left turn and say, like, Vampire Weekend. Maybe I'm the only one in the band who's gonna say that. You can (laughs) that or probably any of those really. You're going to find that we have... No, I'm going to say the Beatles. Oh, that's cool. I guess Kiki's is going to say the Beatles. You're going to find we have pretty different answers
0: to this question, I'm sure. Well, that's a good thing.
1: All right. My Desert Island bands got to be King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. I feel like if I was on an island and I was just like my entire life was just like running through the jungle or whatever, that's definitely what I'd be trying to listen to. I would definitely want uh, some Masayoshi Takanaka. Uh, an insatiable high. That album makes me feel good no matter what. And I would also probably take Crumb's Locket uh, Locket
3: DP. Nice.
2: Nice. Uh, uh, Nick would take yeah. <laughs> Um I would take Crumb Bin uh, and I would take Stevie Wonder and I would take um, I think probably John Coltrane. Hmm.
1: You guys don't have terrible Desert Island bands. Yeah, also, this is such a crazy scenario. Like who plans their playlist for being stranded? You know? Lots of people. People answer this question people all the time. Plan <laughs>
3: reviews.
1: Um,
3: I haven't said mine.
2: Yeah, no, I was I was about to tell. <laughs> I'm looking at you expectantly oh, over here.
3: Sorry. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> Kiki would take.
3: Kiki would take. I'm also basic, so I'm going to give two basic answers first, and it's going to be The Beatles and Radiohead, and my third one will be Phoebe Bridgers.
0: Nice, um, that's cool. I've always wanted to do that question with a band. Um, is that everyone? That's the four of us. Okay, I just wanted to make sure I wasn't like skipping past someone, um, <laughs> and I've two questions I ask everybody that comes on the show. Um, the first one is if you could go back in time to when you first started um, working seriously in your music, what advice would you give yourself?
3: I would tell myself that I was, I don't know, I would, I would, I would tell myself to um, not only practice when I have some sort of like manic desire to, you know, to be a little more regimented. And I would also tell myself that it just gets better and that, like, I will actually have people to play music with one day and I won't just be doing this alone. And I will be a dork in my whole life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you won't be a dork your whole life. <laughs> uh,
2: I'd say I'd probably just tell myself to uh, keep doing what I'm doing, but at a more focused level I think um, I I mean I feel like I've gone about playing drums and playing music in a pretty focused manner but like looking back on it I always felt like there was one more thing or like one more song or something that I should learn uh that was go- that was going to bring me up and uh make me better and I feel like when I was younger I didn't really have that drive and so I think that That would probably be the thing that I would tell myself is just like, just, just work at it more, I
1: guess. I mean, yeah, that's it. Yeah. I would tell myself two things. One, stop listening to Arcade Fire. And (laughs) two, you're going to start beef, dude. (laughs) Hey, man. Uh, uh, Two would definitely be just practice more. Like, I I feel like I, I would understand the conciseness of that message.
3: You wouldn't see. I, you can tell yourself that. I wouldn't, like, I, you know,
1: what you got, Cal? I would
2: say that I, hey, I would say, hey, young Cal, this is Cal, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, hey, young Cal, don't be afraid to sing from a younger age because oh, I was yeah, very afraid. Actually. I was very afraid to sing from a younger age and I could have gotten started earlier. I had a lot of friends who were excellent singers as a young kid, whom I still love very much. But I was, a, for a long time, the very worst singer in the fun group. So uh, you know, I never—I was too shy to do choir, or musical theater, or anything. Uh, I was a late bloomer singing wise. I would just say everyone should start sin- writing songs. You should start singing and writing songs as soon as possible because there's no way to get better at that without just doing at it. At the same the
3: time. time, though. I'm very glad I didn't sing and write songs in middle school. Like, I'm glad <laughs> I realized. Um, yeah. I feel like I thought enough, like yeah. I wrote like just songs, like the music for songs enough when I was younger and also just absorbed enough, like figured out what I liked lyrically and paid attention to lyrics enough that I could sort of get by without having done it before in the beginning.
0: Right, um, are you guys following that advice now
1: Um no, honestly, I'm not practicing that much these days. I'm distracted with Spanish homework. But, <laughs> uh, like I feel like in my heart of hearts, I know it's good for me, so maybe someday you know <laughs>
2: right. I feel like I am practicing at, like you know I'm, pra- I'm practicing definitely more than I was when I was first playing. yeah uh, But I always feel like I could practice more. Like there are often times where I'll be in the practice room and I'll just get like distracted and look at my phone for way longer than I want. And then I'm just like, well damn, like I could have been practicing. And so like I I feel like I'm on the right path to having like really constructive and positive practice. I just need to bite the bullet and just like take the phone out of the practice room, I guess, and just get really, really serious about it. Um, that being said, like I do, still play quite a bit. Like I am—I mean, I'm a music major, and I, I'm in a few ensembles that meet a few times a week. So I am still playing. It's just that I would want to be practicing the stuff that I
3: think is going to make me better, personally.
0: Right. Um, the second question is uh, to the people that are listening. A lot of my audience is you know, small artists, be it novelists or painters or musicians themselves, what advice would you give to them?
3: Uh, keep making art that pleases you and, uh, like,
1: anybody.
2: I would actually take a left turn from Riley's advice and say, make as much art as you can, even if it doesn't please you, even if it doesn't come out the way you think it should. I have a high school band that made mediocre music. I feel like I was making mediocre music in college for a minute. Like, I think I had to get a lot of mediocre music out of my system before I could start making things that I was proud of. And I'm sure the same thing is true if you're a writer or if you're a painter or a man who makes potions.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's an art, all right? (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I just think it's a
2: good thing. Maybe you shouldn't put it all on Spotify right away. That's more (laughs) more (laughs) artists. Maybe like bide your time a little bit, but I just think like be creating stuff for yourself, even if you think it's only medium quality, like just keep doing it.
3: I think that's stick to it kiddo. Thank you. I think my advice would be to just observe. And if we're talking about just like, write down everything that you see, like, everything that happened, like, not all the time, that would be impossible, but, like, just make observations all the time, like, come up with, like, just, like, little tidbits that, like, either, like, strings of words that you find or something that you see that, like, got, caught your interest, like, write little notes in your phone, I don't know, like, it's just, it's nice to be sort of thinking about your art all the time. I guess it doesn't apply to, I don't know if it applies to everyone's art, but... That might be for more for people who deal with words.
2: But, uh, um, sorry, Kiga, are, are you?
3: I don't
2: know. Yeah, basically, don't yes. undervalue shower thoughts.
3: Yeah, That's what
2: I'm saying. Or, showers. <laughs> uh, or showers. showers. The advice that I would give to the emerging artists would be to be consistent. I think that when you consistently put out art and consistently just make a big pool of the, of the stuff that you create, like a couple things can happen. Either you, somebody likes it and you gain a small following or some kind of following of any kind, or you don't and you make this large amount of art. And then that becomes like just who you are, like as your, as your legacy. And so I think that the the former is probably more true. And so I think that consistency in that sense is, is very important to just keep putting out stuff. As Cal said, I also think that uh, to just always look for opportunities, say, like if in, in the beginning times, even now, I mean, I still feel like I'm beginning, like I am I'm just trying to say yes to as many things as I can. And maybe that works a little a little bit differently for musicians than for other artists. But I think that the, the, the idea of it is probably rings true. Uh, and also be a very friendly person, try to to make a lot of connections, and uh, treat people with respect. I think that those things in tandem work very well for people who are trying to get their names out there as a creative.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's true. Um, That is the advice that I give to a lot of people. It's like, just make it. Like Calm down with everything else. Just make your stuff, and then we'll talk. Um, But Thank you guys so much for coming on and giving me an hour of your time. It means a lot. Uh, where can we find you on the internet? Thank you for
1: having us. We had a great time. Uh, you can find us as @laundry_the_band on Instagram and just Laundry on Spotify and all other major streaming services. We've got some music videos out on YouTube and a new album, Fast Cars, coming out in late April.
2: Yeah. On Facebook, um, and if you and Twitter as well.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Not
2: particularly. Yeah, do you have it a Twitter? Different. Yes, we we have do. A Twitter. Yeah. yeah. We have a Twitter.
1: We, we hey, had to I make it.
2: Had to Twitter? a Twitter for uh, some music festival or something.
1: Oh, uh, that's right. Uh, Twitter <laughs> handle,
2: at Laundry the Band.
0: Nice. Um, cool. So, you can follow me at Freeman underscore on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow the show on Twitter at thelittleguys3. Um, we're on every podcasting platform, and if you can rate us on whichever platform you're on, please do. I would greatly appreciate it. Uh, Thank you guys again for coming on. And yeah.
3: Excited to hear it. Thanks so much, Josh. Thank you.